Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be back online with you all this weekend, Bible study time. I believe you're having a good time no matter what's going on around you. Hallelujah. Shall we worship the great King, our holy eldest brother, our Lord, our Savior, our wonderful Father, and the mighty Holy Spirit. Let's worship. Worship them. Thank them. Oh, we bless you, we praise you, we worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this time. Thank you for the honor of worshiping you, serving you in this day and hour. The true, the living God, we bless you, we praise you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, Ramaskebro dobolo brendele becheriente lebo shandaya. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, we're so grateful for life and breath and all things. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. We lift up your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. For he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy, Christ the Lord. Meshebarabal marakrasilente leborot sombro do bolboro videbiliente. Ajabranta labrakamal marafranda labarianda. Oh, mashiri balagramal marafrava labrante lebrosolo brondo. Amashabra malmara franda la brikidiste, eborosandiriste bredibelidiente. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. Hamashere bariandiriboko saramande. Blessed be your holy name, Mashababariande. Oh, masebredebel miriande. Blessed be your holy name, Thou art exalted. Worthy, 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 Rebo Sababaria, Neriba Casalabariante, Jebabaria Beleto Corodo Bosheriande. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, Ripashi Prande Pasambra Beleto Curibazi Varabalma, 
Jabriri barusu krusteri mashabramaya Hamashandere andoro sodorindeli andere mosondoro koteri shebredivindeli yaba Hamashere bakandara bakurubo sheribaya Ribosokoro sendere palandara bariande Hamanosokore de barire le manjara bakanderia Oh, ma si pare balimande, andero sendere bo sorenda rabal maradibo, che baramayande, brajavala bravavala la bariende. Hallelujah, you're worthy, blessed be your holy name. Oh, we're so grateful. Mashete bel mere prefele bel mere senderia bala karmala sabra da balmaravala brandaya. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Lord, we are your sheep. You are the great shepherd of the sheep. You're the God who feeds us. You're the God who nurtures us, admonishes us, leads us in your paths. Hallelujah, Lord. We trust you. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your counsel, your strength for this day, for this hour in which we live in. We receive. We thank you. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. We curse every lying thing that's arid against your people in Jesus' name. We rebuke your works in Jesus' name. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Great King. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Father. We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. We have um, our Canada translation also available for us, so we'll open up our Bibles First of all, to First uh, Timothy 6 and verse 17. And observe some things about our Father that never change. Hallelujah. You know, our God never changes. That's what makes Him the Almighty Himself. He says in verse 17, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, all that is man's part. Now he unveils himself, he says, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. So there is man's part there, but what we want to notice is that he's the living God, and this is what he does, and this is who he is. He says he gives us richly all things to Enjoy. So God wants us to enjoy. God wants us to experience things while we are on the earth as well as when we get to heaven. Trust in this world he's talking about. Notice, they that are rich in this world. So he wants us to enjoy things not just when we get to heaven, but also while we're down here. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Let's read that in Kannada uh, also. ಈ ಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿ ಐಶ್ವರ್ಯವುಳ್ಳವರು ಅಹಂಕಾರಿಗಳಾಗಿರದೆ ಅಸ್ಥಿರವಾದ ಐಶ್ವರ್ಯದ ಮೇಲೆ ಭರವಸವನ್ನಿಡದೆ ನಮ್ಮ ಅನುಭೋಗಕ್ಕೋಸ್ಕರ ನಮಗೆ ಎಲ್ಲವನ್ನೂ ಹೇರಳವಾಗಿ ದಯಪಾಲಿಸುವ ಜೀವವುಳ್ಳ ದೇವರ ಮೇಲೆ ಭರವಸವನ್ನಿಡಬೇಕೆಂತಲೂ 
And then notice how the, the 19th verse continues, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So uh, sandwiched in there, he's talking about God wanting us to enjoy while we're down here and then preparing us for that which is ahead of us, uh, the time to come, that we may lay hold on eternal life or we may grasp on to those things which belong to us in the realm of eternity also. Hallelujah. So notice there's a laying up in store. There's a keeping up of things for yourself there also. So God is interested not just in that pie in the sky mentality there, but he wants you to enjoy here as well. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 19 also in Canada, please. Mundina Kalake Ule, Astivara Vaguanta, Ugalanu Tamage, Kudisitukola Bakentalu, Nikajiva Vanu, Hididukulu, Avaragira Bakentalu, Avarige, Ajnapisu. Amen. So, in order for all that to happen, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, we may just be pursuing it our way, but God has His own way, and He wants us to receive it His way and uh, be a blessing the way he wants it to. You know, you can do things from your own goodness, or you can do it from fellowship with God, communion with God, and by the energy of the Spirit, rather than just human good uh, and good works. Praise God. So God wants us to be able to do things in the energy of the Spirit, from a place of rest, from a place of faith. Hallelujah. That's where he wants us to operate from. And uh, that's what makes it different altogether. Praise God. So let's open up our Bibles also to the 12th chapter of Hebrews as we were looking the other day. Verse 1 says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So there is a race set before us, each one of us, and it is God's will that we fulfill that race which he planned for us from time, uh, eternity into now. Praise God. So that has been set for us already, and if we can just uh, maybe read that also from the Word of God in Ephesians, the second chapter, and the tenth verse, we could enjoy that benefit. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, he says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. Maybe we'll hear verse 10 also in Canada from Ephesians 2. Devaru Mundagi Nemisida Satriya Gadali Navu Nadevante Krista Yesuvinali Srushtisal Patavarada Navu Atana Kelasavagi Deve. Hallelujah. So it's good to know that we are his workmanship. Glory to God created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God had planned for before time began that each one of us should walk in it. And so he, he has already written out and planned for each one of us 
what would be our most effective destiny in him, in his goodness and in his grace. He has seen it all before and known that we would be perfectly fitted for a certain journey. And so we should walk in that way. Hallelujah. So um, there is a race set for us, each one of us. And God has planned that we should walk in that path. We should go in that way and keep there. Notice, as we go back to the 12th chapter, observe again that it's up to us or up to God is the question. Let's see. If you remember how the wording goes, since we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. Notice that. Every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. So there is um, so much of trust that God has in who we are in the spirit that he says you can lay aside every weight, every sin, every entanglement, every kind of hindrance which would like to stop you from fulfilling your purpose, meeting your destiny, he says there. So there's going to be um, course adjustments every now and then. Hallelujah. Knowing that these who have gone ahead of us have already gone this way, they were not perfect, and um, they had their mistakes, but they turned back to God and confessed and trusted him and accomplished whatever it was that they had to do. We just read from the 11th chapter, and then came to the 12th, when we were talking about Abel by faith. So God has made the approach towards him all the same. It's by faith, by faith, by faith. Even though dispensations have changed, uh, times with which he has been dealing with people has changed, The approach of man towards him has not changed. Notice, don't forget, he wants us to enjoy richly all things. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants us to enjoy richly all things. So, as you run that race, um, you ought to be expecting that as you keep your focus on these things, you will also enjoy your life. Hallelujah. Richly. Praise God. Notice here. Looking onto Jesus. So this is how it is. There is a race, and Jesus has already gone ahead of us. He's in that cloud of witnesses also. He had become just like you and I, put on flesh. So he says, looking onto Jesus. Hallelujah. Not looking onto Christ, but Jesus. So he's talking about the uh, humanity of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we need to concentrate on the fact that he was like us. See, he identified with us and he came here and he was tired and he was thirsty and he was hungry. And he had to face all of these challenges. They hated him. They always were looking for chances to kill him. They were uh, constantly against what he said, what he stood for. But he finished his course. He ran his race and he went home in glory. Amen. So looking onto Jesus, you know that's not a physical look there. It's through the knowledge of the Word of God that you get an understanding and a revelation. And with the understanding lit up, you see with the eyes of your understanding. 
Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So he had the ability to look and see joy wherein he would bring so many sons to glory. He would bring countless multitudes of people into that place that his father intended for them to enjoy in heaven. Hallelujah. Sons of glory. Amen. That joy that was set before him stirred him up to endure the cross, even though he hated it, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God, the throne of our Father God. Hallelujah. So we must notice that if he did endure and he overcame, we have been given the same materials also. The great Holy Ghost that came upon him when he was 30 years old, until then he was building himself up in the Word, studying and preparing himself for that three-year ministry. Praise God. So we've got the Word, the promises of God, and the precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The same equipment. Praise God. And to add to it, he has defeated all our foes. Praise God. So we are dealing with a defeated foe in the first place. That's where we start from. Hallelujah. It's not that you have to go and defeat anything. Glory to God. The enemy has been defeated. Hallelujah. Death could not hold him down. Praise God. He broke the chains of hell and death and rose up on the third day, delivered us from all our enemies. Hallelujah. Let's look at that also for a minute in Colossians, the first chapter. Notice there, verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Notice that. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so good to hear that. Let's probably read verse 12 also. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Thank you, Jesus, who hath delivered us. It's something that happened about 2,000 years ago, but in the mind of God, it was all accomplished in Christ before the foundations of the earth were laid. From the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. If you studied physics... Um, back in school days, there was something called translational motion. You know, different types of motion and so on. But this one was called translation. And it meant that you moved something from A to B without any effort on the part of that thing. So without any uh, thing done by you, you have been just lifted from one place and put into the other place. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah, you've been translated. Wow, what be beneficiaries are we? We have just benefited out of what Jesus did for us, translated us out of the authority of darkness, praise God, and into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you praise. Hallelujah. So, notice there that we are... Um, dealing with a foe that's already been defeated. Let's hear Colossians 1 verse 13 in Canada, please. 
ಆತನು ದೇವರು ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಅಂಧಕಾರದ ಶಕ್ತಿಯಿಂದ ಬಿಡಿಸಿ ತನ್ನ ಪ್ರಿಯಕುಮಾರನ ರಾಜ್ಯದೊಳಗೆ ಸೇರಿಸಿದನು we go back to hebrews 12 and we notice looking on to jesus the author and finisher of our faith notice for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame set at, at the right hand of the throne of god then he continues consider him verse 3 that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest you be wearied and faint in your minds hallelujah notice he has uh, circled and underlined the area where we can faint and that is in the mind we are spirits in the man on the inside there is the spirit man and the imagination and deep thoughts you know where we would say the fainting takes place it is there that we actually faint not in our spirits and uh, that affects our bodies that affects everything on the outside so we need to be careful that we are constantly fueled with uh, the right thoughts the right scriptures built up in certain ways so that we do not give up and faint in our minds he's saying consider him consider means to look with more intent not casually uh, more depth at the matter consider him look at how he handled things look at him in the natural there just like you and i tired hungry etc whatever we are going through he was tested tempted in all points like we are yet without sin and he would actually believe that whatever the bible said was true when he faced the enemy he would just say it is written it is written and then act on it hallelujah so we consider him that endured what is that he endured he could have turned them into a crisp if he wanted to but he endured hallelujah the bible tells us that whatever temptation we face god will make a way for us to escape that will be able to bear it bear actually means to actually endure so if you're going through any situation you can go through it it's actually known that you can it doesn't matter you can come out through the other side and you can enjoy the victory that jesus paid it doesn't matter hallelujah praise god but we need to have a focus consider him so our focus should constantly come back to jesus and the word of god and his humanity having to deal with all of this and then defeating our foes so that now all we do is act like it is true hallelujah we begin to act upon these scriptures and act in the rest of god amen and that from that rest and faith and rest and faith that is where we actually tap into the energy of the spirit rather than our flesh hallelujah when we are struggling to do something by ourselves without rest in the scripture then you are doing it in your flesh but when you're trusting the word of god and resting then the energy is from the spirit realm thank god we can turn away from our own struggling and say god said it i believe it that settles it i'm going to rest about this thing but doggedly holding on and trusting that the word cannot fail amen jesus trusted god and so can we Let's hear verse 3 in Kannada also. 
ನೀವು ಮನಗುಂದಿದವರಾಗಿ ಬೇಸರಗೊಳ್ಳದಂತೆ ಆತನು ತಾನೇ ಪಾಪಿಗಳಿಂದ ಎಷ್ಟೋ ವಿರೋಧವನ್ನು ಸಹಿಸಿಕೊಂಡನೆಂಬುದನ್ನು ನೀವು ಆಲೋಚಿಸಿರಿ So there is a tendency to become weary and faint in the mind. Hallelujah. 20 I mean 12 and verse 4 continues you have not yet resisted unto blood striving against sin. He went through the maximum and he would not sin. He would not yield but he had to pray. He prayed and stood under such pressure at one time that even instead of sweat blood came out of his pores mixed with the sweat and he's saying that to these jewish people of hebrews chapter 12 who happened to be jews notice that's whom he's talking to they had been through a lot and they were becoming weary and fainting in their minds because uh, religion has always been tough from the Jews against the things of the spirit and the things of the grace of God while Jesus was on the earth and into those periods where the book of Hebrews was written so Paul was writing to these people who had fainted and given up and quit inside their minds and so he was telling them that there was a race that they had to accomplish they had to finish it and they had to focus and keep their eyes on Jesus who went through similar things from the same type of people and he resisted and endured and stood unto the shedding of blood so the temptation maximum he endured and so whatever else temptation there is is not going to be compared to that and notice he said he stood against temptation from sinners did you notice that verse um he says in verse 3 consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself none of them was right and he was perfectly right <laughs> you know what that does to you when you know you're perfectly right and everybody else is wrong that is a place that you could just you know just unleash on others but he endured without destroying any of them He said, "Don't you know I can call 12 legions of angels right now?" But he said, "I just have to obey what I'm here for. This is my course. I have to run this race. I have to finish this course." Amen. So he had to shut his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter. He found himself in the scripture and acted on the scriptures. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you Jesus. So in verse 4 it says you have not yet resisted unto blood striving against sin. None of us has gone to that point. Thank God we are approaching it in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 4 also in Kannada. ನೀವು ಪಾಪಕ್ಕೆ ವಿರೋಧವಾಗಿ ಹೋರಾಡುವುದರಲ್ಲಿ ರಕ್ತದ ಮಟ್ಟಿಗೂ ಇನ್ನೂ ಅದನ್ನು ಎದುರಿಸಲಿಲ್ಲ. Can you imagine standing against that chocolate or that ice cream until you bleed why don't you just eat that ice cream you know things like that so <laughs> jesus stood his ground until he bled against sin amen striving against sin so let's consider him is what they're saying these people had gone through so much that they were so weary that they had forgotten stuff let's go to hebrews the 10th i'm sorry uh yeah hebrews the 10th 
And let's look at uh, verse 30, I mean 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Hallelujah. He's talking to the same people. Can you see that? And then over in 32, he says, But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Partly whilst you were made good gazing stock, 33 continues, both by reproaches and afflictions, partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So if you are able to see, they've been through so much. It's called a great flight, fight of afflictions after they were illuminated. These people who were serious Jewish type people, just full of law and self-effort and trying to uh, perform, became illuminated by the grace that is available in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And they began to act like people of grace, people who have received strength from God to just receive whatever he has paid for. And, of course, they were persecuted by religion. Religion always persecutes this kind of thinking. Hallelujah. And uh, they lost their stuff. Um, they, their goods were spoiled. They, they suffered so much. Paul had to remind them, you know, about these sufferings. Maybe we can hear um, in Hebrews 10, verse 23, and then 32 and 33 uh, from Canada also. Praise God. Namma Nambike in Dada Arikeyanu Nishchanchala Dinda Balawagi Hidiyona Yakandare Vagdana Madidatanu Nambigastanu Glory to God. Adare Nivu Prakasha Dali Serida Mele Sankashtagala Bahu Horata Vanu Sahisikunda Hindina Dinagalanu Nenapige Tandukur Liri. Hallelujah. So at some point, Amen. At some point, they had begun to cast away their confidence and say, forget it, it's not worth it, you know. And so he told them in verse 35, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So, you know, we are dealing with people who have been through things, and Paul is telling them, don't throw away your confidence. Don't cast away your confidence. Hold on to your believing and going through, because confidence is what they gained from an experience. Amen? Over the time period that you are believing God, you get an experience, and that builds up your confidence, your boldness begins to rise up. But they had gotten to a place later on where they just threw away their confidence. Hallelujah. And so they seem to have forgotten some things. So back there, uh, maybe we can hear 35 also in Canada, please. Praise God. So at some point they had forgotten Notice, so in Hebrews 12, verse 5, he says, you have forgotten. You have forgotten. Sometimes when you go through rough times and, you know, hard situations, you begin to lose that confidence, that holy boldness that you had. 
you forget. It's because your mind goes through a switch on, switch off kind of thing. Your mind cannot be trusted. So the, the scriptures have to be brought to us again and again. There must be a returning to the word and considering the word and seeing Jesus there during those times. Hallelujah. That is how you are reminded. That's how you remember and forget not. Hallelujah. So the mind has to be engaged. Notice that. Otherwise, he says, you have forgotten, in this case specifically, the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So in this case, there's um, something that he's beginning to talk about here, about God's um, guidance and discipline and adjustment so that you get back onto the path that you were supposed to run. Hallelujah. See, it's possible to wander off the path because of the things that we go through and because of the uh, pressures that the mind goes through and we can wander off. Hallelujah. But it's always better to listen to a a good father. Any good father who uh, actually cares for the children even a natural father will be concerned that they must finish whatever they are capable of doing. You know, you know they have an inclination, they have a bent, they have a certain, uh, let's call it gift, an attitude inside that they can do this and they are fit for this and you know they can. And then if they start veering off and going here and there, you feel it and you're trying to bring them back. You know, though gently, but still you may have to uh, em- em- employ some strong words and, you know, correction to get them back there, which is only for the seeing of the fruit and the joy of seeing the accomplished work and having that boy or that girl stand by you and say, I'm so glad that I finished this. I'm so glad I stuck with the program. Hallelujah. And that's how Paul is beginning to introduce our father's correction. See, the word for discipline is about child training also. Amen? So, he's not treating us as though we are some strangers. It's the father who's better than any natural father trying to guide us back to that path to finish that course because there is joy. (laughs) There's great joy. The, The joy that Jesus saw is the same kind of joy you're going to be part of when you finish it all and appear in glory with him you will be so excited and so, so blessed to know that you finished. <laughs> that you yielded. See, all these kind of terms are terms for getting back into fellowship with God. Yielded, submission, um, offering up your body, uh, yielding to judging yourself. All those things are other words for saying, I accepted the correction. Hallelujah. 1 John 1 9 is about accepting the correction. Okay, I'm being corrected. Forgive me. See, that, that whole attitude there is the correction of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, verse 5 says that you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Hallelujah. 
So this, this statement, notice it comes from Proverbs and Psalms. It comes from hundreds of years before the Hebrews was written. And so this is common knowledge, but it was forgotten. So he had to you know, bring it back to their thinking and, and remind them that, hey, you need to go and remember how God is. Remember the scriptures. This is how he is. Don't be weary of his correction. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, today we are, we are so concerned about sensitivities that sometimes we don't say what we ought to say uh, from the pulpit or from the scripture. We, you know, kind of focus on other things. But, you know, God has not changed. And it's for our own good when he's trying to get us to be corrected so that we can stay on the path for which we were born. Hallelujah. We were brought into this earth. Amen. So notice there, he says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Oh, there we go, another lecture. Ah, there we go again. You know, all those kind of attitudes where we would say, There we go again. You know, when our parents would correct us, and that just is kind of stinking. You know, the parents, on the children's point of view, you think you're, you're having fun or you're just making jokes, but it's really quite a stinking attitude. From the parent's side, it's like, this guy's not getting it. This guy's just not getting what I'm trying to say. It's not just another lecture. It's not just that I don't have anything better to do. It's not that I just want to bring negative things to you. No, son. No. It's because if you make these adjustments, you will be on that path. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, some of us, we veered off and went here and there, but finally we got saved. Thank you, Jesus. And now we're beginning to understand, you know, it's never too late to make adjustments. Hallelujah. We want to do it right now, in spite of everything out there. Hallelujah. So we are not going to despise and treat lightly the chastening or the correction of our Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear verse 5 in Canada also. So if you hear correction, it means God is saying, Nanna Magane. That's what he's saying, my son, my son. That means you're close to him. That is why he's talking to you like that. My son, I know there is ways that you have before you, but this is the correct way. This is how your mind is going, but this is the correct way from the Spirit. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I have plans for you, plans for good, not evil, to give you a future, to give you a hope, an expectation, to bring you to that place of joy. Hallelujah. See, he wants us to enjoy richly. Praise God. So, verse 7 continues. Or rather, verse, we read 5, 6. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement whereof all are partakers, then are you, King James says, bastards or illegitimate and not sons. It's a hard word, 
But honestly speaking, if there is any person out there who claims to be a believer and says they have never been corrected by God, then they are illegitimate. They are not real. <laughs> the reality is if you are really his son, because we are supposed to be sons, then we must have been corrected and we must be ready to be corrected. Hallelujah. We have to accept that he is the Almighty who knows everything and sees everything and who knew us from the spirit realm before time began and he knows where we ought to go. We are not God. He is the Almighty God. We are his sons. And so he wants to lead us in a path of joy, in a path of joyful life down here and in the age to come also. Praise God. So please accept it. You need to be open. God wants to correct you and keep you on that path because, you know, it is a way, only one way. There is a way that leads to life that is above. There are many other ways, but there is a, a race set for you. Hallelujah. And, and we need to run that race. And you don't have to compare with this, that, and the other. Compare with Jesus. Compare with the Word of God. Amen. And those who have walked along with the same Jesus and have left an example. Praise God. Notice, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Notice this is another word, again, for being restored into fellowship with God, subjecting to the Father of spirits. They are not bad words, they are good words. See, it has just been made bad because the general flesh society out there is not submissive, it's rebellious. So it has fueled that kind of thinking that subjection or submitting is wrong. But you need to realize this godly submission. Hallelujah. Praise God. Notice that there is a correction and there is a reverence and there is a subjection and a submission which we are giving to the Father of our spirits. And then the result is, and we live. The idea between uh, that verse there, live there, is just not uh, living or just existing. It is the full life, the more abundant life. Imagine, God is saying, if you do it like this, you can have more abundant life. If you accept the correction and allow it to work in your life, your life quality will be different. You will have more abundant life. You just won't be existing. You will have a more abundant life. Where I, I want you to have a life where you enjoy richly all things. Are you getting that? Hallelujah. Let's hear um, verse 9 in Canada also. Amen. So he's talking about that life where you have richly all things to enjoy. That's what he's talking about. That is his plan. The living God who gives richly all things for you to enjoy. <laughs> 
You see, if you receive these corrections, you are not going to be reducing that. You're, suppo- you're going to be receiving that. You're going to actually be partaking of it in greater measure so that you can say, man, I had a good life. I lived to the full when I was on the planet. And then I came home, and guess what? I had finished my course, and there was glory, and there was joy waiting for me. There was no regret in all of this. Are you seeing this loving Heavenly Father humbling himself to come and get involved with the nitty-gritty areas of our life so that we can actually have a good report down here and there? Glory to God. Look at that. That is our Father. And they had forgotten, and we may forget You see, sometimes uh, the Bible is kind of distanced from us, especially when times are tough. But that's when we need to be able to hear his chastening, his correction, his training. Hallelujah. So, notice, they forgot. So, we can forget. Praise God. We are not trying to trap anybody, come to church, put a snare on them, you know, hold them down. No, nothing like that. We're trying to hear God, our Father, leading, guiding, adjusting, so that we can have a joyful, full life down here, and then enter into the expectation in the age to come also. There is much more ahead of us. We, we know there is exceeding riches of grace in the ages to come. Whoa, there's a lot. This is a spillover from here in Christ Jesus that is much more there in the ages to come. That's why he says, if you have hope in this life only, then you have all men most miserable. Because there's much more out there. This is just a place where you are allowed to keep that course, finish that race, and then inherit those things. If we see it that way, wow, this is like having a chance to go back to high school. And let's do it properly. Are you seeing it? So we are the people who through the word of God are able to see, hey, you can do this properly. See? Instead of going through life and then getting to the end and saying, man, I wish I could do it again. You can through the word, through the wisdom of God, through the mind of the Christ, get to see how you can do it properly. Amen. So you can always revisit the situation, receive the correction, Get back into the plan and go down the line. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? As long as your heart is beating, you can make the adjustment. And you can get back into the course. Notice, all of the people we read about in Hebrews 11, in spite of everything, they had their good reports. Through faith, the elders obtained the good report. See, the good report is what they are famous for. They had their own problems. But they came back to the Lord, they adjusted, they set their focus back on Him, they began to believe again, and they accomplished these great feats which we now talk about. And they are the ones that have gone into the heavens and are watching us, and they are saying, man, you can do this. I, I, I was in a situation just like that. But if you act on this, if you can just trust this word, if you can just take the power that's in Him, oh, you can change your destiny right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is our, our dearest, our nearest. This is our family. This is our Father talking to us, handing us the directions for that path that we are created for so that we can have a glory story. You know, these things are ordained for our glory. 
these things are going to work for us. These things are all going to work out together for a story where you have been glorified. You have been honored. You've been lifted up to sit there in glory and enjoy the decoration in the ages to come. Oh, my, my. How awesome it is to tune in and say, Okay, Daddy, I'm listening. And not despise it. Praise God. I sit there, you know, while messages are going on and I'm listening. And, you know, some things are just right there. We all have to. When it is being said, (laughs) it's not pleasant. Praise God. And he says that. Let's keep reading. For they verily uh, for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Are you seeing this? They chastened us according to what they thought was right as natural parents. You know, praise God, how much revelation they had, how much understanding they had, they tried. But here's someone who is saying, I will do it for your profit because your profit is when you actually do what you were created for. Hallelujah. Which is actually mentioned as being a partaker of his holiness. In other words, all of us were supposed to be enjoying a place where we are like him. Yes. Amen. Where you are now an account holder in the holy nature of God. See, that's maturity. Praise God. This is talking to believers. So you could say it is discipleship. Growing up, maturing is about being a disciple. And eventually it shows up in your external life. It shows up in your behavior. You partake of God's own holy nature in your life. Praise God. All the corrections are so that we are now saying, I am partnering, I am participating in the very holy nature of God. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You won't regret it. Remember he said, be holy as I am holy. You won't regret it. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. Verse 11 continues, but grievous. See, at that point, it doesn't sound good. It makes you feel all kinds of stuff. Praise God, which we'll go into nevertheless afterward. You see, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. That's why he said afterward. It's not just those who are hearing it, but those who, after being exercised by it, being adjusted by the correction, they enjoy a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Like a child who has been disciplined, you see them sitting down there very calmly. That's the peace you're going to feel. (laughs) You're going to feel that nice feeling of bliss and peace because you received the correction that the Lord made to you. You'll feel it. And it will, it will you know, gird you with a strength to just rejoice in the way of the Lord. You will say, I'm so glad that I went in the adjustment. I accepted the correction. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I think we have a little bit to read here and there. Maybe we can read verse 
11 in Canada. Yava Shikshayadaru Tatkalake Santoshakaravagi Tochade Kruravagi Tochutade Adaru Taruvaya Adu Shikshay Hundidavarige Samadana Vulla Nitiya Falavanu Kudutade. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So after all these corrections, you know, the tendency is to be like that. See? So he says, Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down <laughs> and the feeble knees. They're just like, oh, all this correction is so grievous. Don't feel like worshipping him like that, praising him anymore. He said, no, come on. Understanding this, lift up your hands. Understanding this, stand properly. Hallelujah. The weakness come out of you because it's for your own good. Hallelujah. He says, make straight paths. It's going to affect your paths. It's all about the path set for you, the race set for you. And you are the one that adjusts and then the path is followed. And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed. In other words, if you yield, healing comes, restoration comes, all the lameness disappears, all, all the lameness disappears. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to us today. Thank you, Lord, that your correction is available, that we will not forget. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that it's affecting our outward nature, our behavior, that we are yielding to it, that you are free to speak to us, that we are available because we understand that it is for the mature. It is for growing up. It's for those who have said, yes, you are my Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. See, there is a maturity in love that has to be received. You know, where you know, this is my father. He's not saying anything bad. This is my daddy. Hallelujah. It takes a little time to get to that place where you accept this is my father. In the beginning, it's just based on prayer requests answered. You know, when you just come into the things, oh, I love him. Hallelujah, I got this, I got that. He answered this, he answered that. But as time passes, some things are settled that no matter what happens, he's my daddy and he loves me and I love him. That's it. The same kind of thing happens in marriage also. In the beginning it's like, did you see her? She looks like this, she looks like that. As years go by, you just know, that's my wife. That's my husband. And I love them. That's all. Finish. This is my wife. That's my husband. Nothing's going to change that, right? See, that's a mature love. That's a, it's, it's, it's what we are being brought into so that we mature. And there are some things that you just don't change. They never change. Hallelujah. You love God. You love the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your ability, all your mind, all that you have. Amen. And so the correction is for you because he loves you and there's no fighting about it. So this is steps to growing up, being mature as a believer. Following peace, it continues. Following peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So here you're now looking at the product. The product is you become somebody who has a message of peace or a message of reconciliation 
You are bringing the message of the gospel to sinners. You are trying to make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. And your external character has changed. It is changing and you are looking different. Notice. And therefore, you are able to help people see the believer lifestyle also. So believers are challenged and unbelievers are given the message of the gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. They begin to see, wow, this is a different type of person. This is a believer. This is the kind of believer I've been wanting to see. Though they are here, they are such people on the earth. Believers will say that. Praise God. See, we're tired of the believers who they broke our heart because we thought they were different. Right? But the real article is also available and that can be you. (laughs) You can be that person that people look at you and say, hmm, this guy is the real deal. This girl is the real deal, man. They have the father's kind of life. Are you getting this? Amen. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Looking diligently lest any man fall or fail after, of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. When you start getting hurt and bugged about the correction of God, you can actually fall from the grace of God and become bitter. Amen? You're not enjoying that level of grace You are now just doing things in your own strength. You don't have a song. You don't have a joy on the inside just bubbling up and pushing you through life. But you are just like going bitterly, always murmuring, you know, not excited about anything. And it affects people and it produces trouble. Notice, it springs up and troubles you. It troubles you. You have a very troubled, distressed kind of life. And it defiles others also. Hallelujah. So it's not worth it to to go down that path. When you hear the correction, receive it. Don't despise it. Accept it. And let's go down the path for which we were created in the energy of the Spirit. In that faith and rest that comes from trusting God. And you will have a different level of life. Praise God. We need that life. And I believe God wants us to have it so much that we are receiving such a message. Glory to God. (laughs) Richly, all things to enjoy. That is the living God. That's our Father. He wants you to have life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. And he wants you to walk down that path. If you go down that path, you will enjoy it. Hallelujah. So don't take it any other way. Say, my daddy's talking to me. Get in the scripture. Receive the correction. Hear it from the pulpit. Wherever it is supposed to be coming from, sit there. Receive it. Let's guard our hearts with all diligence. Let it not get bitter. Amen. Then it takes a small turn. Notice, verse 16 says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. 
Let's hear verse 5, or rather 15 in Kannada first, please. Nimmalli yavanadaru devara krupege tappi hoga danteyu yava vishavulla beru nimmalli chiguri kadavala huttisi adarinda anekaru ashuddaraga danteyu. Glory to God. Notice how that goes. From there, if you notice, it jumps to these lines of scripture about Esau. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Now, this may take you on a small spin, but you need to see uh, a little bit more clear. By now, you can see there's a difference between Jacob and Esau. You know that, right? Let's go to Malachi. Malachi uh, chapter 1. Glory to God. If you're there, you can read. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Malachi 1, verse 2 says, I have loved you. He says, Was yet you say, Wherein have you loved us? Was Esau Jacob's brother? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Yet I loved Jacob and I hated Esau. Did you see that? Between verse 1, I mean, verse 2 and 3 of Malachi 1, he makes it clear that he likes the attitude of the believer compared to the unbeliever. That's what he's saying. So Jacob is the one that he saw would believe him and because of that he chose him. The story continues in Romans 9 about the two of them. So Esau represents the unbeliever, not the believer. Are you getting this? Hallelujah. And Jacob represents the believer even though if you look at their lives, the name Jacob means con man. So in the natural, he looks like, you know, he's not the right guy. But he had a love for the things of God, which God knew in his omniscience, you know. And, and this other guy was, in quote, the nice guy who catered for the whims of his parents. And he was kind of like the jolly fellow and all of that, you know, outdoor guy. So he, he looks more like the nice guy. See, but it's not being a nice guy that gets you saved. It's accepting Jesus that gets you saved. <laughs> and after you accept Jesus, you get to be a nice guy. Hallelujah. That's discipleship. <laughs> you see, so all the rough guys, after they get saved, they become nice guys. Because they went through discipling and adjusting to the voice of the Father and His correction. Praise God. See, so if you apply all that to the scripture, you will notice here that the verse takes a slightly different look now. Let's go there and observe 12 of Hebrews and look at 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, bitterness trouble you, many defiled. So you can see that now he's talking to unbelievers in the Hebrew church. In that place of religious tradition, 
They were people who had accepted Jesus and trusted him alone. Not their works, not their mutilating their body or any of the foods and ceremonies of the Jewish people. Because as you keep reading, you will notice he talks about not in meats. So he's talking to a group of people there that are very religious. And those who were believing God and trusting in Christ and what Jesus had already done were being persecuted by those who were religious. And that's why Paul got beaten up all the time. And so they were facing such tremendous persecution that he had to talk to them and say, your father is trying to correct you. It doesn't matter what's going on. Let's hold on to the word. Let's finish the course. Let's do what we were created for. Hallelujah. And if there were the unbelievers amongst them, he said, look at how it worked for Esau. See how it happened. Now let's read about Esau for a minute. Verse 17, for you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. In other words, it has to go into the things about birthright and blessing. So Jacob, Esau, all of that, then you see Joseph and his sons and the blessing. You see all that we read over there about the sons The first son was supposed to have double blessing. That's how it's supposed to be. We guys are from Gentile nations. We don't know any of these things, you know. But here we have a slight tendency to say a giant, meaning the older person. Thank God there's a bit of that. But the present generation, even our generation, they prefer not to call you a giant. They just call you by your name. They're losing that whatever they had. See, but the original was the eldest one was the priest of that family. He was the one with the double portion. He was the guy who was given a special place. And if you refused that birthright of being the first, you were refusing the blessing that came with it. Will you get it back? No. You're saying, don't regard me as the first. Just regard me as anything. And for what? Just for one meal. So this guy... He was willing to lay anything down just for his feelings, which, you know, is unfortunately the unbeliever. And so there are verses in the scripture that talk about the unbeliever. Let's go read that as our time ticks along. You know, some of these verses are now going to make more sense. For instance, look at uh, Matthew. Observe there, chapter 7, and look at this kind of verse. Matthew 7, and observe, verse 23. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Where does that come from? It comes from, many will say to me, verse 22, in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, in thy name done many wonderful works, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Who is he talking to? Believers or unbelievers? See, there are people who use these verses and say, these are believers. They are not. Because John 10 says, in 27, let's go read that and then we'll see what we can pick up in Canada. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them they follow me. I know my sheep. 
So why will he say to his sheep, I don't know you? They are not his sheep. Are you getting that? Hallelujah. So, these kind of verses are going to take on slightly different meaning. And you're going to see why they were there. Because there are going to be people who say, Lord, blah, blah, I did this, I did that, I know your name, I, I've done that, that and the other. And he's going to say, really, I don't know you. <laughs> That's not talking about believers. You need to get that. Let's go to Matthew, the 8th chapter also. And notice verse 11, he says, And I say to you, many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. East, west, you know, we're from the east. Then the west is the western world. Notice that. And they will sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom. Ha, ha, ha. That's going to happen. Don't forget that. But notice, but the children of the kingdom. Who is he talking to? The Jewish people. The children of the kingdom who have not believed shall be cast into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He's not talking to believers. He's talking to people who were supposed to be originally in that kingdom. But people came from east and west and enjoyed with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob while they themselves would not accept this great king, Jesus. Are you seeing that? So Esau is not a symbol of the believer. Although the believer can be carnal and act in the energy of the flesh and even act as though, is this the believer or the devil? But still, the fact of the matter is his spirit He's actually saved, but he's been living in the flesh. He's been living carnally. And God wants us back on the path to fulfill the destiny for which we were created. And that is what gives us joy. When we accomplish what we were created for, joy rises up. Oh, when you know this is what I was born for. And you are doing it. Oh, brother. Nothing compares to that. You will sing all the way. (laughs) You see what I'm talking about? That's what he's saying. See? Oh, glory to God. We We may take a little turn now. Let's see. Let's go back to Hebrews 12. We missed a few things in Canada. We'll read that and then take a turn. Let's read in Canada. Say verse... 16 and 17 of Hebrews 12. Yava Jaranagali, Esavan and the Prapan Chikanagali Nimali, Radanteu Jagrate in the Nodikuliri, Aesavanu Undu Tutanakagi, Tana Chochalatanada Hakanu Mari Bittenu. Saruvaya Avanu, Tana Tandea, Ashirwa the Vanu, Badiavagi, Hunda Bekendu, Kaniru, Surisutta, Bedikundaru, Paschata, Pake, Marga Villa, then Irakarisal Patanendu, Nivu Baliri. Praise the Lord. I think we should also read John 10 and 27 also in Canada. Nana Kurigalu Nana Swarake Kivigudutave, Nano Avugalanu Balenu, Avu Nananu Himbali Suttave. And then maybe Matthew eight, um, eleven, twelve. 
Yeah, 11 and 12. Nanu Nimage Heruva den and the Re, Bahala Janaru Purva Dindalu, Pashima Dindalu, Bandu Para Lokaraja Dali, Abraham, Isaac, Yakov, Avarondige Kutukuluvaru. Hallelujah. Praise God. Adare Raja the Makalu Horage Katale Ali, Dobal Paduvaru, Ali Goratavu, Halu Kadionavu, Iruvavu. Hallelujah. Praise God. So notice there that we are seeing how God, our Father, loves us and he makes the adjustments in our life. If we receive the instruction and we can finish that course, we can live life more abundantly to the full, richly all things to enjoy, and have for ourselves eternal blessings and stuff in heaven. Hallelujah. He said, enduring substance. Amen. So, praise God. When the corrections come, receive it, adjust, and love the Lord even more. Hallelujah. But suppose now the believer, you and I, are receiving, adjusting. This is the story, even from the Old Testament, that proves that our God has not changed. I'll read from Psalm verse 44, and he says in verse 4, Thou art my king, O Jacob. Command deliverances for Jacob. I'm sorry, thou art my king, O God. Command deliverances for Jacob. Through thee will we push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. Hallelujah. But thou hast saved us from our enemies, thou hast put them to shame that hated us. In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Hallelujah. You can see that this is the God that was with them that through his name they would trample their enemy, they would win every battle, they would not trust in their own strength. God would make sure that the enemies were defeated. Hallelujah. That's a good example that we can read as we uh, wind down. Look at Joshua chapter 10. The Bible talks about some interesting stuff. Five different nations and kings decided to come against Joshua and you know, the people of Israel, and it, it was a, quite a fight. God had already promised Joshua that I've given you the land, I've given you the cities, these things are for you. God has already told you what he has given you, praise God, hallelujah. And so he said, go, and he went into battle, and the battle was so fierce that they had to finish the enemy he spoke to the sun, he spoke to the moon, he commanded nature in, to stand, to obey, because they needed to win the victory, because God was on their side, they had to win. And those things stayed. All nature obeyed. And Joshua and his men went and thrashed these guys so badly that these five kings went and hid inside a cave in a place called Makeda. Hallelujah. They defeated their enemies woefully. And then they, you know, covered that cave with stones. And then afterwards they came back to the cave and brought the kings out. And look at verse 28. And that day Joshua took Makeda and smote it with the edge of the sword. And the king thereof, he utterly destroyed them. And all the souls that were therein, he let none remain 
and did to the king of Makeda as he did unto the king of Jericho. Then Joshua passed from Makeda and all Israel with him unto Libna, fought against Libna. The Lord delivered it also and the king into the hand and so on and so forth. If you keep reading there, it says they thrashed every single one of them. And the Bible declares in verse 24, I believe, he said, And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said (laughs) unto the men of war, which went with him, Come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not nor be dismayed, be strong and of good courage, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? He said, come, I want you to experience it. I am the God who gives you feelings, experience. Come and feel how it feels to have your leg on the head of your enemy, on the neck of your enemy. How does that feel? And they made them experience it. And said, this is what I do to your enemies. Hallelujah. Can you see that God wants you to enjoy it, experience it, that through his name you put all the enemies under the feet and trample them under. He wants you to experience it. He wants you to feel it. That's the way your path has to be. It has to be a path where all your enemies are under your feet. And you have to experience it. You have to personally trample upon them and feel that joy of having the defeated foe under your feet. This is our God. He has not changed. Maybe we can hear this in Canada also. Let's just hear that. Um, Joshua 10, and let's read verse 24 first. Avaranu Yehoshuvana Badige Tegedukondu Bandaga Yehoshuvanu Israel Yerellaranu Karisi Tanna Sangada Banda Yudastarada Adikari Gadige Nivu Savia Pake Bandu Nima Padagadanu E. Arasugada Kuttigada Mele Idiri and the No Aga Avaru Savia Pake Bandu Tamma Padagadanu Avara Kuttigada Mele Itaru. And verse twenty five also, please. Aga Yehoshuvanu Avarige, Paya Padabediri, Nirutsahagulla Bediri, Balagundu Dairiavagiri, Nivu Yudda Maduva Nimma Shatrugadellarigu, Kartanu Higay, Maduvanu Andanu. Hallelujah. Can you see him? He has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants us to experience that victory. He wants us to taste it and see how good he is and how how real he is and how the experience is real. He wants you to dominate poverty, sickness, every curse that's out there. Feel the experience. Enjoy the life. Hallelujah. Victory is for you. Victory has been actually procured for you, purchased by Jesus and put into your account. And if you feel any correction, just accept it. Make the adjustment. He wants you to enjoy richly all things. He wants you to step on your enemies and feel how it is to walk on top of the enemy of sickness and disease, every lack and every curse that's out there. He wants you to enjoy it. That's our Father. He has not changed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's see another verse like that. You know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only thing is now the enemy is spiritual. 
Amen. Back then it was actual people who were controlled by the devil, but they had no revelation of the devil. It is only in Job that you see that that revelation begins to come out there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let's read something from the book of Psalm. Things change when you begin to see the way God sees things, right? Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 149. Look at uh, verse 5. He says, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment written, This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. See, but... We are not dealing with uh, just physical people or any such thing. These are spirit beings that we now bind chains and fetters in the name of Jesus. As Psalm 44 said in verse 4 and 5, through his name we make sure we put them under, we push them out, we bind them, we reduce them to chains and fetters and execute vengeance upon them. Hallelujah. The written judgments. What God's word said, we do it to those demonic realms. Hallelujah. Praise God. God wants you to enjoy that. God wants you to experience it. He wants you to feel it. Amen. So whenever he's making any adjustments, giving you instruction, receive it. He's just showing you, I really want you to get the full package. I don't want you to leave this earth with an unfulfilled life. I want you to have life and life more abundantly to the full. I want you to execute judgment upon those things. Hallelujah. Can we hear these verses also maybe in Canada? Psalm 149, maybe verse 5 and verse 6 first of all. Hmm. Glory to God. Let's hear also maybe verse 9. Amen. This honor have all his saints. Every single believer has the honor or the authority to use the name of Jesus and dominate in this life as a king. Romans 5.17 says, let's go read that. You know, we were seeing how Jesus is pleased to enjoy living in us when we walk by faith, when we are not pushed around by circumstances and situations. Amen? So we are going to receive instruction, receive correction, whatever he wants us to adjust, so that we can continue our faith life, our dominion. Hallelujah. Look at Romans 5. Observe the 17th verse. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, oh glory, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
We are called to reign because of the abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness that is in Christ Jesus for every single one of us. What Adam did has been turned around by the last one. Hallelujah. Let's hear that also in Canada, Romans 5.17. Hallelujah. So if death itself is now at your command, life is at your command, imagine how things are going to be. You can decide. You can call the shots by the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Hallelujah. It takes a little time to just see, wow, it is now given to me. All things pertaining to life and godly living have been turned over to us through the knowledge of Him. In fact, the grace is multiplied through the knowledge of Him. As you keep hearing, as you keep listening, you can dominate over the power of sin, sickness, disease, death. You can rule as a king in this life. Imagine having everything at your order. Praise God. But to enjoy that brilliant place, you may need a few adjustments here and there so that you get the whole thing. You may have seen a little victory here and there, but he wants you to get it all. He wants you to have it overflowing. And I say, Amen, Lord. I welcome any adjustment. I welcome any change. How can I enjoy more of these benefits? How can I receive more of this revelation and walk in this grace, O Lord? How can I enjoy this rest? How can I speak more and see the realms of God on the earth? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's close as we begin to think on one more scripture. Let's hear that in Canada, please. Romans 5.17. Hallelujah. I love it. Galatians 1 4 says, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. From this present evil, whatever you are going through there in this lifetime, during this 2020 season, you have been actually paid for to be out of its dominion. It cannot rule you. It cannot dominate you. That's the will of God. That's the will of our Father. Jesus paid for it. You don't have to be dominated. It is over. He delivered us from it. He redeemed us from it. Hallelujah. That is the will of God. That is the will of the Lord. That is how he paid for it. And so we need to start acting on it. We need to start believing. We need to stop, you know, moaning about the past, how we failed or anything else. Confess it. Yield to God. Let's get our, our thinking straight and let us dominate. Let us have dominion in life. We were created to dominate. Victory is yours. Dominion is yours. Jesus paid for it. Let's enjoy it. Hallelujah. If God is making you adjust someplace in your life, receive it. You have been called to rejoice even in your bed. To sing while you are lying down. To execute judgment by the double-edged sword coming out of your mouth. 
you can lie down and say, devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. Your power is canceled. I am in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin, sickness, disease, and every curse that's out there. In the name of Jesus, I render you dust and ashes, powerless under my feet. While you're on your bed, this honor have all the saints. Praise God. God is a faithful God. Shall we hear this verse in Canada and then rejoice? Galatians 1, 4. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we believe. Lord, we believe. All things are possible. Lord, we believe. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening your people today. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we curse every lying thing, every single thing that's arrayed against the church, that's arrayed against the work of God in and through the body of Christ right now, in Jesus' name. We command you to seize and desist from all your maneuvers. We trample all your works underfoot in Jesus' name. We curse you in Jesus' name. We declare you are powerless. Until the day Jesus comes to take us, we resist you. We command you to be trampled under the feet of the saints of God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that the least in the body of Christ tramples on the works of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In your name and through your name, we will push out the enemy. We will trample them underfoot. Hallelujah. We don't trust in our strength. We don't trust in our ability. We trust in your name. Hallelujah. We trust in the grace that you have given us. What you have already paid for. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. From the words of faith and the rest of God, we declare these things. That we will finish the course. We will accomplish all that God created us for. And then come home in glory. Till that day, none of us will leave the earth. None of us will be circumvented and taken out. In Jesus' name, we will walk circumspectly. We will finish our course. We will make every day count. Every day count for the kingdom of God. We bless you today. We praise you today. We declare healing is ours. Wholeness and soundness belongs to us. Every kind of more abundant life. The benefit that Jesus talked about is in the cup for us. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for a triumphant church. Thank you, Father, for a church that's walking in it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to give, this is a wonderful time to do so. Give knowing that God has plans for you and the money in your hand. They are good plans in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. The money that you have put on the earth is finding its way into the hand of the saints so that they can do what you call them to in this day and hour. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You are blessed.
Thank you, team. Have a wonderful week ahead. Hallelujah.